selling the next frontier to get the almighty social prefix. I've had a chat with Bryn Tillman of PeopleLinks. Let's see if she can sell social selling to you. Hey son, Svesan, you tune into the Link Humans podcast and I am your host Jorgen Sonberg. It is a very foggy day here in London town today and it's the first week of November 2016. Christmas ads are already running on the telly and I'd say we have about one month left of good business this year to chase before things slow down for the holidays. So if you're out there chasing your next deal, your next prospect or next meetings, I've got just the ticket for you. Let me patch in the city of Rocky Balboa, cream cheese and brotherly love for this week's expert interview. Bryn Tillman, how are you doing? I am well. Thank you so much for having me today. My pleasure. Tell us about people links and that what you do there, please. Ah, so PeopleLinks is a guided uh, social selling platform. Uh, just I'll back up for a second and say what I, I have done and what I do is yeah. I am a uh, LinkedIn and sales trainer, have been for most of my career as well as being a producer. Uh, and what I realized after training thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people is as much as they loved the training, as excited as they were about their, you know, what they have now learned, um, ultimately what was missing was actually implementing the new lessons. And, you know, they didn't, they'd probably do 20, maybe even 30% of what they learned, but at least 70% of what they learned was going unimplemented. And it was frustrating because I knew they loved it. They were really excited about it and they were blown away by what they learned. But life got in the way. So PeopleLinks is this guided sales, social selling or sales platform that can really guide to anything. And based on a set cadence that's that's customizable and templates and, and customizable content, Sales reps are now delivered on a daily basis the activities that they should be doing. And um, it does align with uh, like salesforce.com so they can actually be deal-specific recommendations. Great. And uh, so today we want to talk about LinkedIn for prospecting and uh, I guess that's social selling in, in a, you know, from a wider context. Um, let's start with uh, looking at... Um, LinkedIn, which is the, the big beast in their social selling. Why sure. is that platform important? So whenever you're doing any kind of prospecting, you have to first go where your prospects are hanging out. Yeah. And LinkedIn is really the spot where almost every professional, I mean, I, I have not yet met a professional, I should say recently, that hasn't at least heard of LinkedIn and most of them are at least on it minimally, which means you can find them. And so I think that's number one. Number two, LinkedIn is the only platform that allows you to search and filter your connections, connections. So 
in this particular case, if you find in a, an executive that you're looking to get in front of, you can quickly identify if you have shared connections that can help you gain access. And to me, I mean, there are so many wonderful platforms out there, but this is the, the key platform that can really help you identify the right people and gain access uh, through your current warm market. Right. Okay. So we know we, we need to hit LinkedIn. Um, what's, uh, what's Bryn Tillman's uh, step-by-step guide for prospecting on LinkedIn? Um, so the very first thing when I'm working with folks uh, is that we have to begin to identify, uh, you know, the Boolean search, the, mm-hmm. the search criteria of the types of people you're looking to have conversations with. And this could take a little while initially. It could be, I mean, if you really understand your prospects um, and your potential buyers, it could be a 15, 20 minute uh, process. If you know, you're the kind of person right now that says, everyone needs what I have. Um, drilling down to those right people can take a little bit longer. But once you've got that, which are the, like for me, it's um, vice president of sales, director of sales, vice president of marketing, the CMO, sales enablement. So I have my list and I've created it in a way that is uh, makes um, searching for these people on LinkedIn very simple. And so that's the number one step. Number two step is now it depends on if you're account-based marketing or if the world is your oyster. Um, If you're account-based marketing and you have been assigned 100 accounts, then that's where you would begin. You'd look up those companies, plug in your now new Boolean search and see who in the organization um, is it that you need to be working with or talking with. Um, And... And then who can help you get there if possible. Uh, if you are not account-based and it's, you know, even geographically based, doing, if, you're, if you have um, Sales Navigator, it's called Lead Builder. If you have regular LinkedIn.com, it's called Advanced Search. But creating your advanced searches based on that Boolean search is the next place to go. See who comes up on that list and strategically reach out to your shared connections, whether it's email, text, phone call, tweet, whatever your normal process would be. And just saying, hey, Joe, I noticed you're connected to Fred at ABC Company. I'm trying to have a, you know, get in touch with him. How well do you know him? Can we have a quick call? Can we talk about this? And, and so that becomes really the next step is, is going through your warm market. If you don't have anyone in common, it's now – you know, I, it seems like it's going to be a cold reach on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. There are things that you can do prior to doing that. You can follow them. You can like or comment on their recent activity um, and start to build a rapport before you ask for a connection. Once you've done that or maybe you comment on an article and now you connect, you know, uh, and great article that you posted. I really enjoyed it. She knows that's true because you liked it and you commented already. Um, would love to connect with you and explore ways we might be able to work together. And so you're relating that back to them. The next process after that is now they connect. And this is where almost everyone drops the ball is you need a welcome message. I have two welcome messages, one that asks for a phone call and one that just provides more value. So if I'm not necessarily looking for a phone call with that person now, but they're, they're someone that I want to, 
you know, nurture over time possibly. Alson, thanks for connecting on LinkedIn. Not sure if you're using LinkedIn for sales, but here are some templates I put together that might be helpful. And it's one of the most valuable pieces of content I have. So if they are using it for sales, which kind of qualifies them in for me, then they download these, which I have a gatekeeper, so I know who's actually downloading them. And I bring them incredible value from the very beginning. Now, if I want a phone call, I can still share that, but I'll also say I'd love to set up a brief conversation to explore ways we might be able to work together. Here's a link to my calendar, and I have Calendly for people to link. So you've got to take it all the way through the process. Even when you get there to that welcome note, you're only going to get three out of 10, two out of 10 conversations. So now you're connected to a lot of the right people, but you haven't had conversations. You need to consistently nurture them over time and provide value. And so when the timing is right, they know that you're the vendor to call. Yeah, great. And uh, are, are there any pitfalls that you, that uh, our listeners should avoid? Anything you see people doing wrong out there? Oh my gosh, that list could go on forever. Um, I would say the number one pitfall is sending a non-personalized connection request. Mm-hmm. Um, number two pitfall is when someone connects with you that you don't send a welcome note, you, you connect and forget. Um, number three pitfall actually is ignoring your first degree connections of people you're already connected to. So you may have, if you say you have 700 connections, you may have 80 people in your network that you would want to talk to if you were prospecting. But instead we go meet more people, more people, more people and ignore them. So go back to your first degree connections and you can do this in Lead Builder on Sales Navigator or in LinkedIn.com in advanced searches, when you do that search of that with that Boolean, you know, with those exact uh, titles, click on the relationship first degree. And that'll show you all the people that meet your criteria that are in your first degree connections. And send a little note saying, you know, um, Nancy, we've been connected for some time now, but we haven't really had a chance to have a conversation. I'd love to set up a brief call and explore ways we might be able to help each other out now or in the future. And your, your, your numbers will go up a little bit higher. So out of 10 that you ask for, you're probably going to get three, maybe even four phone calls out of that if you haven't burned them yet <laughs> with pitching. Okay, all right. And if we look at um, content, everyone's talking about the fact that you have to create content and we're all publishers and so on. How important is content for social sellers and how should you, you be using it? So content is really very important um, nowadays. I mean, we know all the statistics, you know, 57% of the sales, uh, pro- the, the sales cycle is completed by the buyers before the seller even knows they're in the market. Mm-hmm. And that's all about them researching and reading content. So you want to make sure that your content is part of the, the molding of that decision, right? And so content is huge. So there's two pieces, there's two, really two things to think. There's your, your own original content and there's content that you've curated from other places. I think having a good mix is really important. Um, but a lot of salespeople go, oh my gosh, I can't write. I'm not a writer. I'm a salesperson, not a writer. So um, that's that's an opportunity to start to leverage maybe 
either a third party helping or a marketing department, but the ideas and the thoughts still need to come from the salesperson. So it can be um, when a client asks a question and they answer it, that could be a blog. Um, they could interview their buyers. They could interview prospects. Uh, and it, it's a completely different feeling for sales reps. And, and if they do an interview, if they set up an interview, they can't sell at all. That is solely about that interview. But you can build relationships and get really good content. I recommend they audio record the whole thing, hand it off to either a copywriter. There's a ton of people that will help ghostwrite. Um, really not even expensively, or if you're in a bigger company, um, I'd go to your marketing team and see, would you help me form this into a powerful piece of content? Right. But, yeah. You got to get it out there though. That's the only way that they're going to know, you know what you're talking about is through content. Yeah. And there is a lot out there. So I guess it has to be really high quality to cut through the noise as well. Oh, definitely quality over quantity. Absolutely. And recycle. I recycle stuff all the time. I have one blog from two and a half years ago that still gets more views than almost anything else I write. Well, wow. what's that one called? Um, it's such a simple, it's not even my good one, but it's LinkedIn symbols. So oh. it's, it's, if you just Google LinkedIn symbols, it's the symbols that you put into your profile. And um, I, I, in most, if you're Googling, in most cases, it's coming up first. That's one of the other major benefits of um, blogging on in LinkedIn is, is LinkedIn pulse. The blog, um, portion of LinkedIn is very strongly indexed by Google. So, um, but that I get, I think it's from 2014 and I get probably a hundred people to it a week. Nice. nice. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, if we look uh, behind the scenes, what type of technology should, uh, social sellers be using? And also, uh, a follow-up question to that is, do we need LinkedIn Sales Navigator? So the sales stack, that is such an interesting question. Mm. Um, it's really hard for me to say blanketly what everybody needs. I will tell you what I use um, to answer that question. It's not nearly as comprehensive as if I were in you know, a Fortune 1000 company with some of the the huge uh, tool opportunities. So I'm going to tell you the ones that I use and that I love. Um, so let's start CRM. So as a company, we use Salesforce.com. Um, I love Nimble.com, N-I-M-B-L-E. It is a social CRM that lives next inside of my email and feeds in um, real-time social interactions based on the emails that I'm getting. So I get an email from someone, it matches it up to their Twitter and their Facebook and their LinkedIn or Instagram, and I can see real-time what that person is talking about and I can engage. Very powerful. Um, next piece that I absolutely can't live without is Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com. And it's a simple $10 a month calendar sync. Um, so I can give a link to anyone and they can get on my calendar. I use that everywhere and that transformed my business. Um, I use a couple of Chrome extensions. I use um, Text Expander, which is a free Chrome extension where all of my templates live. So I don't have to retype or 
even copy and paste from somewhere. Um, it's just short codes. You can do that on your phone too in short codes. Uh, any smartphone has it. Um, absolutely can't live. I feel like I can't, I could live. I feel I can't work without it though. It's mm -hmm. absolutely vital. Um, and I could go on. I have a ton of other little um, extensions that are, are really powerful. Um, but I'll answer, I'll go back. And, and there are things, I, and there are lots of, there's like top of the funnel um, tools. There's nurturing tools. There's things like HubSpot, um, which is like a, a, the marketing automation tool. There's like Sales Loft, which is the email cadence tool. Um, there's Octave, which is sort of a, a presentation tool that can help if you that can help you identify who's opening your stuff and forwarding your stuff, and it's a trackable clear slide. Also, some great stuff. So there's so many I could go on and on and on about the tools that are out there, but it really depends on what you're looking to achieve. Sales Navigator, follow-up question. Yeah. So here's here's the way I look at this. Did, did you ever own a BlackBerry? Uh, I did, yes. Well, I had one for work, yeah. Okay. So when you saw that BlackBerry for the very first time in like 2005, right, 2004, 2005, when you saw that BlackBerry for the very, very first time, did you freak out and think it was the most incredible thing you ever saw in your entire life? Absolutely. All right, me too, right? Like nothing could have been better than that. It was absolutely blew your mind. Yeah. That's LinkedIn.com. Sales Navigator is the iPhone. Uh. So if you've never seen the iPhone, the BlackBerry is phenomenal. But once you see the iPhone, you can never go back. Mm. There is so much power when Sales Navigator is used right that, I mean, it really amplifies your it can your 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 access it it's pro, the productivity is amazing how quickly you can engage with with prospects really powerful you can send links in um, a, a connection request they're adding tags back in um, which is so exciting so you can actually kind of create your own little pipeline inside of sales navigator so many things I could go on and on and on. But here's the, the but. Sales Navigator is exactly like a gym. You can sign up for the gym and you can pay your $100 a month for the gym. But if you don't go, you don't get in shape. And you still pay $100 every single month. So if you are going to invest in Sales Navigator, you've got to have a plan around it. You've got to like show up at least three times a week and know what you're going to do when you get there. So the last tool that I use every single day, of course, I have to say, is PeopleLinks. And that's where PeopleLinks really helps because PeopleLinks will remind a sales rep every day what they should be doing either on LinkedIn.com or Sales Navigator so you don't miss necessarily miss opportunities and you are, you are making the most. It's like someone literally driving to your house picking you up and dropping you off in front of the gym. So we can't make you do it, but we can get you there every single day. Great, okay. And uh, so if you use all uh, this uh, wonderful stack of tools and uh, we're doing things the right way, how do we measure return on investment and what, what are some of the metrics that you look out for? So that's, that's really important 
right? If you, especially if you're in a larger organization that we're looking at uh, the key performance indicators or the KPIs, um, and we'll talk about ROI, but let's start with KPIs. So one of the things we like to look at are net new connections that meet that Boolean criteria. So we do a first degree search on Monday and we find out there are 82 people in your network that meet that criteria. Now, next Monday, there are 87 people that meet that criteria. That means you've now connected with five new of the right people. So I think that's like the this, this standard, um, it's just this sort of this, this baseline that if you're not connecting with the right people, none of it is going to come into place. None of it's going to work. So knowing that at least you're starting to connect with the right people, getting on their radar, I think is the baseline. The next thing we want to look at is how many of those new connections converted to phone calls. So the five new people that you connected to this week, that, that, you know, how many of those became a first phone call? Or even you could even go to scheduled phone call, had phone call. Because if none of them are converting to a phone call, I mean, yeah, over time you can nurture them, but we're in sales. We're looking at this month, this quarter, like what's happening now. So we need as many of these pre-qualified folks turning into phone calls. So that's the next KPI. And then we can look at how many of those become proposals and closes, and that's all based on whatever the normal criteria is internally. The next piece that you want to look at is how many of your deals are touched by social. And so if you have, I mean, people links can report on this if you're connected to your CRM, but if you have the right tracking in place, you can identify how much social is influencing the deals that are closing and is it reducing your sales cycle. So knowing your sales cycle from you know, first call to close, is it 60 days, is it 120 days? prior to putting social in place. And once you put a good social program in place, is that sales cycle reducing it should be. So those are things to look at. ROI, really, if you're really looking at ROI and you're looking at dollars for investment, then you really got to track source of business as closely as possible and influence of social as closely as possible. Um, and a lot of that is going to come down to, are you using the right tools to track that? Um, cause a lot of people will say, well, that might've closed anyway. Well, where did it come from? Did you get a warm introduction from someone? Did you engage on sales navigator and, you know, was the first connection through a LinkedIn invitation? Was it outbound? Did they engage on something that you posted and you reached out to thank them for their nice comment, right? We've got to start tracking that and having the right tool in place is what's going to show you ROI, which can be enormous. We have some clients that had, you know, in a, a short period of time, had over $900,000 of business, let's say in, in the first year, $900,000 worth of business tracked to social being a major influencer. Wow. Okay. Great. And uh, if we look at um, some uh, companies and uh, I guess sales teams are doing this right, who, who inspires you? Who should uh, 
who should social sellers be be looking to to uh, follow their example? I have I have I have a very strong list of people, but I'm never going to cover them all. So I'll start with an apology if I'm leaving some out. Um, Vivica von Rosen, Mario Martinez, Bob Woods, Colleen McKenna, Beth Granger, Michael DeGroote, um, Lindsay Steeman, uh, Ted Pedromo, Kurt Shaver, phenomenal, uh, Melanie Dodaro, and I can't leave out the amazing team at Sales for Life, Jamie Shanks, Amar, George, amazing, Dave, amazing, amazing team at Sales for Life. I feel like, you know, when you win an award and you go up there and you got to read off a list of everything you have to send. Um, I mean, and, and the list goes on. Larry Levine. Um, Tim Hughes. Tim Hughes. See, you forget the greatest sometimes, right? Yes. It was too Tim obvious. Tim yeah. is amazing. Jerry <laughs> Moran is amazing. <coughs> Excuse me. And there are others um, that, like, like if you're looking at Twitter, um, look at, like, Brian Fran- uh, Fanzo, who's not necessarily LinkedIn, but is amazing at what he does. And he does live streaming. And so there's, like, a whole other world. I just kind of named those LinkedIn folks. And then there's this whole other world. And I know I left out piece, people that I love. Thomas Ellis. <laughs> Like I could go on and on. I'm sure I'm leaving out a ton of people and I don't mean to Um, because there are a lot of really good ones out there, which is great. It makes me really happy. Yeah, fantastic. All right. Final question, Bryn. Where where do you want to send our listeners? Where can they learn more about uh, PeopleLinks and yourself? Ah, So there's lots of webinars on PeopleLinks that are amazing to watch. If you go to peoplelinks.com slash webinars, um, there's also great ebooks out there um, that I absolutely love as well that are very, very helpful. Everything is free. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn and um, and also that you know once you connect with me, I'll send you my messaging templates that I talked about earlier um, in my little welcome message. Uh, that can help you really up your game in LinkedIn. And look at my LinkedIn. If you go to LinkedInPosts.com, you can see all of my blogs. Great. Thank you so much, Bryn Tillman. Thank you. It was great to be here. All right. Are you sold on social selling yet? I think Bryn has put forward a very convincing case here. If you want to check out the show notes article, Go look, go look at linkhumans.com slash podcast. You'll find this one and previous ones on there as well. And just like Bryn and her company People Links were highlighted in this episode, would you like yourself and your company on this podcast? Just hit me up, send me an email at jorgen at linkhumans.com and I can ping you over further details. That's it for this week. Many thanks for tuning in and I look forward to catching up with you next week. salesmen on a camping trip are walking through the forest when a huge grizzly bear appears in a clearing about 50 feet away. The bear sees the salesman and begins heading toward them. The first salesman drops his backpack, pulls out running shoes, and frantically begins to put them on. The second salesman says, what are you doing? Sneakers won't help you out sprint that bear. First salesman says, I don't need to outrun the bear. I just need to outrun you.